on the TV, on the radio, and even social media, everyone has become a debater. Hotheads, hot takes, and lots of hot air are now the norm. But only one can be the master debater. This is Master Debaters from News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And I'm Dennis Foley, and welcome to Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Joining us this week, she can be heard on Energy 941 here in San Antonio. Say hello to Lo. Hey, Lo. Hey, hey, Lo. Hey, how's it going? Hey. <laughs> Our next debater is a talk show host on the USA Radio Network. Say hello to James Parker. Hello, hello. Glad to be back. Yes. And our third debater can be heard on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 AM and 94.5 FM, Michael Jimenez. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Super excited to be here. Yes. And they will all be working this episode this week to... Went over a judge who this week is Judge Emeritus of Master Debaters, Alex from Long Island, New York. Hey, Alex. Hey, Dennis. How are you? Good. Now, his job is to analyze and critique each response that our contestants give to questions that I present throughout the show. And along with being, well, you know, the guy asking all these questions, I'm also the show's referee. So if there's something that I hear that I don't like then there will be a penalty, which would probably sound something like this. Yeah, that, a whistle. Now, before we get started, let's give our contestants a chance to get to know the judge a little bit better with a question. Let's start with Lo. What question do you have for the judge? Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. (laughs) James, do you have a question for her judge, Alex? What... Are you watching on Netflix right now? You know, the last thing I watched on Netflix was, uh, you know, I was just, I was, it was late at night and I was watching a Seinfeld rerun. So. Ah, nice. Okay. Mike, do you have a question for a judge, Alex? What is your favorite rock band? Favorite rock band? Rock? What's that? That's a toughie. Uh, either I guess the my, I guess the, the the goat band of all time is the Beatles. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take. It. Okay, let's play. Opening arguments on Master Debaters. Yes, it is time for opening arguments. In this segment, I will give each combatant a question. That combatant answers the question, and our judge Alex. We'll give them a score between 0 and 10 points. They will have 30 seconds for their argument and a buzzer. We'll let them know when that time is up. The first topic, those involved in higher education have reason for concern. Enrollment in the nation's colleges and universities dropped by 465,000 students last fall, according to a new report. Some in higher education worry that declines during the pandemic could become a permanent trend. The National Student Clearinghouse Research Center says undergraduate enrollment in fall 2021 dropped 3% from a year earlier. That's correspondent Jim Cursula. It's estimated more than a million students have left higher education since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. So we're going to start with low. Is this good news or bad news? 30 seconds. 
Um, I'm indifferent because it's not my loans that, uh, that are being affected by their decisions. Uh, I unfortunately went to uh, public school and, you know, was luckily, luckily enough got into a university, but decided to drop out and, and join radio for, you know, pennies on the dollar. So it, it's really their prerogative. And as long as, uh, my student loans aren't affected, then, then it's fine, fine, fine by me. All right, Alex, what score do you give that, 0 to 10 points? That's uh, a solid uh, 6. Okay, next topic. Chocoholics are digging deeper to satisfy some sweet tooths. Smooth, flowing, luscious. Demand for chocolate in the COVID era has driven up prices by more than 8% since December. And Bloomberg says one of the largest exporters, the Ivory Coast, is sending fewer cocoa beans to ports, where stockpiles are down by more than 20 percent. Producers have been relying on an oversupply from last year to keep prices relatively stable compared to other foods. That's correspondent Deborah Rodriguez. So, James, what's the one thing that you love that you would hate to see the price increase on? Now, not the most important thing in your life, but the thing you love the most. 30 seconds. It would have to be something food related and, and it might be it might be chocolate. I mean generally sugar, if the price of that went up, that would make the cost of almost everything that has sugar in it go up, so that would be pretty bad. But no, I, the the story that you played had me all worried about chocolate. I was thinking, man, that maybe the Ivory Coast has a little more sway with the geopolitics than it really thought. You know, you withhold the chocolate supply, people are gonna start buying on the black market. It'll be like heroin. <laughs> Alex, what score do you give that zero to ten? Uh, uh, seven. Okay, next topic. Let's face it, favors are best asked face-to-face. In a time of virtual everything, showing face still prevails. That's the word I'm looking for. Researchers at Cornell University and the University of Toronto found that in-person communication is more likely to get you that yes that you're looking for. On average, four out of five people who were asked face-to-face to complete a task agreed. Compare that to less than half who were asked by video or by phone, and email was the worst way to get the job done, with only 30% of people willing to step up. So, Mike, do you agree with these findings? Do you find this to be the same in your daily life? 30 seconds. Absolutely agree. As a father of three kids, I know if I ask them to do something face-to-face, they will do it. If I text it to them, if I FaceTime them, if I call them, the odds go down in half. But I can see this in a professional environment, too. I mean, it's hard to say no to somebody when they're looking at you. You can't come up with an excuse. You can't come up with a reason why you can't do it. Obviously, they can see if you're available or not. But even when it comes to marriages, if my wife comes up to me and asks me to do something, I will get it done simply because it's face-to-face. And how else am I going to say no? All right, Alex, 0 to 10, what are you giving out? I have to agree. Dennis came up to my door and asked me to judge tonight. That's right. Um <laughs> uh, that's an eight. Okay, well, coming up, we're talking about pigs. Multiple pigs. We'll debate that and more next on Master Debaters from KTSA.
This is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. It is, and things are going to start heating up a little bit. We have Lowe, James Parker, and Michael Jimenez competing this week to convince our judge, Alex, from Long Island, New York, that their argument is the best argument. And if you want to be a judge on a future edition of Master Debaters, head over to our website, ktsa.com, and the Master Debaters page on that website, and sign up. Let's keep this debate going. For argument's sake, on Master Debaters. So this is where things begin to get a little more interesting. I'm going to give all three contestants the same question, and they'll each take a turn presenting their argument on that topic. After all three of our debaters take their 30 seconds to respond, our judge will then give them anywhere from 0 to 20 points for their responses. The first topic, there's a new controversy involving the man who received a transplanted heart from a pig. I'm Peter King. It was the last chance for David Bennett Jr.'s father. This was his best hope of getting out of the hospital and having somewhat of a normal quality of life. But the Washington Post reports Bennett Sr. spent six years in prison for a knife attack that left another man paralyzed 34 years ago. The University of Maryland Medical Center has defended the decision to treat Bennett, saying it was based on his medical condition. The doctors are obligated to provide the best medical care no matter the patient's background. So we're going to start with low. Should someone's past affect whether they get a transplant or not? 30 seconds. Man, that's a toughie. I, I guess my, 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 my question is, was he you know, sentenced to life in prison, or was he sentenced to, you know, the death penalty? If, if that's the case, then, you know, maybe they should have saved the pig heart for someone else. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it really just depends on a case-by-case -case basis. But, yeah, I, I think your, your past can definitely affect whether or not you get a transplant. James Parker, should someone's past affect their, whether they get a transplant or not, 30 seconds? Well, it depends on if they've completed their sentence or not. If you've already paid your debt to society for whatever injustice that was, you know, you were convicted of in a trial or whatever, then yeah, you should be right back on the transplant list. And the good news is, is we just slaughtered like thousands of pigs every day because we're always eating bacon and pork chops and whatnot. There would be a ton, like a flood of just freelance pig organs on the market and i'm calling dibs on a liver because i'm just using mine and if they're going to be coming out of like a factory like thousands at a time then why would i even try and protect this one i have backups all right mike should someone's past affect whether they get a transplant or not 30 seconds i'm very conflicted about this because a medical judicial panel is very very scary to think about i like the idea of saying well if you if you've given back to society, if you paid your debt to society, that you should get back on the list. But it all depends. Is it a violent crime or a nonviolent crime? If it's a violent crime, I'm going to say no. You can never have that again. Uh, but it's one of those things where it's a case-by-case -case basis. And ultimately, it might actually affect families more than this person themselves. So before I go to Alex, you guys could have broadened the definition of past if you wish. You could have, you know, brought up... Uh... You know, if someone was a meme lord, you know, should they you know, have gotten a trans be allowed to get a transplant or not? But Alex, you're the judge. What score do you give each of them? Zero to twenty. Well, this this is this is a very tough ethical question, uh, and really, it comes down to everybody's personal conscience. Uh, so, saying that, I would judge. 
I'll give low uh, uh, 16. Uh, I'll give Parker uh, 18, and I'll give uh, Michael uh, 15. Was that 15 or 16? Uh, 16. 16. Okay. Next topic, going overseas. Because Britain's Prince Andrew is now stripped of his military titles in the UK. It comes a day after a U.S. federal judge said the sexual assault lawsuit against him can move forward. Buckingham Palace saying the Queen approved the decision. Correspondent Tom Rivers in London on... All that was taken away. He loses HRH, his Royal Highness. That is very, very important indeed. He loses his military titles. Been a lot of discontent in the military here, having him going through all of these allegations. They wanted to distance themselves from him. And he also loses, if you will, the patronage of a number of charities. Of course, all the royal family have various charities. He loses that as well. So we're going to start with James. What's worse, having a queen take your titles away or the fact that the queen is your mother? 30 seconds. None of this sounds like punishment at all. So people don't call him his royal highness anymore. Like that's some kind of punishment. What are you just going to call him by his name? Oh, no, you got him. Boy, that really shows him for possibly sex trafficking minors and doing some... um, you know, not very nice things with minors on top of that. Oh, no, he's not going to be able to pretend like he's a military general or something anymore. Oh, no. These are not punishments at all. This is not accountability. This is like all for show, and it's it's kind of creepy. All right, Mike, what's worse, having the queen take your titles away or having the queen be your mother and scolding you this way? 30 seconds. Man, the queen being your mother is by far the worst punishment because not only can they punish you personally, but also professionally in this sense. I thought monarchies kind of went away. I mean, I thought that wasn't really much of a deal anymore. So what if this guy loses titles? The fact of the matter is is that no one thought he was a general. No one thought that he was in the military. No one thought that he was brave. If they went to war, he wouldn't be on the front lines anyway. He wouldn't be in the military theater at all. Who cares if he loses his title? It wasn't important to the people who were apparently under him the entire time. Lo, what's worse, having the queen take titles away or the queen being mom? 30 seconds. I'm definitely going to go with the queen being a mom because there's a lot of things that come and go, including the titles. Um, but, you know, the, the genetics of that particular family are, are a little questionable. And um, having to deal with that your your entire life has got to be a, a tough one. And, you know, when, when push comes to shove, I think they're going to be taking away more than just the titles. I think that that trust fund is going to be uh, getting yanked as well if, if, you know, the queen is your mom. So that's got to be the one. All right, Alex, are you going to be rewarding or scolding our three debaters, zero to 20? Well, I will add one statement of fact that Prince Andrew, of the royal family, he's the only one who served in a war. He actually served in the Falklands War uh, in 1982. So he's like the only one who's really, um, whose military titles might actually mean something, uh, except for William and Harry, who both served in Iraq. Um, and Afghanistan. 
So I'll I got I'm going to give a royal 18 points to everybody. How generous of you, our nice. dear lord, I think. <laughs> There's a case of victims who claim they were unknowingly tagged by someone using Apple AirTags. The tags are designed to keep track of your keys or purse. There have been numerous cases nationwide, including Sports Illustrated model Brooks Nader saying somebody slipped a button-sized AirTag into her coat at a bar, saying on Instagram her phone notified her. Someone's tracking you and has been for a while. Now two women in Orange County, California, say somebody hid an Apple AirTag on them while they were out shopping. They never found the AirTag, but their phones alerted that they were being tracked by one. Like there was a map that showed it followed our exact location from Target all the way back to her. House. Police around the country have been investigating similar reports of air tags hidden in cars and elsewhere. That's correspondent Alex Stone, Los Angeles. So let's get creative. What's the absolute best way to use an Apple air tag? The best way. We start with Mike. Thirty seconds. I am the best way to use an Apple air tag. Gonna be honest with you, with your kids, you'll know exactly where they are. They don't want trackers on their car, on their phones. They don't want trackers on their cars or anything like that. But if you can kind of Sneak it in so you know where they are. I mean, you know, my daughter's in college. I want to know what she's doing. I want to know where she is at all times. So I would say anything to do to track that. If you're going to be tracking a woman because you are attracted to them, that's outright creepy and wrong. But being a good parent sometimes goes the extra mile. Low, the best way to use an Apple AirTag. 30 seconds. Well, I'm going to put one up for the, uh, the the sneaky sisters listening. If you think your significant other is cheating, this is a perfect way to figure this out. Slip it into, I don't know, the, the wallet or the backpack or maybe even underneath the, the you know, tire wheel. And um, for, forget about Snapchat maps. You got the Apple tag now and you've got the address and the, and the exact coordinates, my friend. That's what you need to be using Apple tag for. And James, the absolute best way to use an Apple AirTag, 30 seconds. Oh, man, I can think of all kinds of good criminal things for tracking people. But, yeah, the top one is the kid one, and you put it in their backpack. They'll never notice. They'll just leave it in the front pocket until you until they're old enough to get a cell phone. And then you can track their cell phone, and then you can do other things with the little fob that follows them around. But the cheating spouse, always a good one. You could also catch someone doing insurance fraud where they say, like, well, I can't go work, and then you track their car to whatever you know physical activity they're going to like if they're going to the gym or to to some sort of outdoor event you know you can bust people pretending to be on disability there's a whole lot of fun you can get from tracking people all right alex are these the best ways the absolute best ways to use an apple air tag what are you giving out zero to 20 i'm i'm scared of this thing <laughs> uh <laughs> I, I mean i have an iphone and an ipad and i feel like i'm already being tracked enough um, I, I'm going to say, uh, low, I'm going to give, uh, 16 points. Uh, Michael, I'm going to give 16 points and Parker, I'm going to give, uh, 15 points. Cause you, when your kid's in college, you shouldn't be tracking them. Oh. Um, okay. Throwing that out there. Okay. Well, coming up, our debaters have a few things they want to share. We hear what they are next 
This is Master Baders from KTSA. This is Master Debaters from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I'm Dennis Foley. Joining us this week, we have Lo, James Parker, and Michael Jimenez, who are all working to convince and coerce our judge, Alex, from Long Island, New York, to give them more points than their fellow competitors. Let's keep this debate going. State your case on Master Debater. So our competitors before the show came in with a topic that they wanted to talk about. In case they want to present to our judge, they will get 60 seconds to do exactly that. During those 60 seconds, if the other combatants wish to challenge, they will get 30 seconds each after the case is done being presented. After the challenges, the original presenter gets 30 seconds of their own to rebut these challengers. And if they had changed their topic from what they had sent it before the show, it's an automatic five-point penalty. There are also more points at stake. Our judge can give up to 20 points, but he can now take away up to 20 points from anyone, whether they present the original argument, challenged, or chose to stay quiet. So, uh, who wants to guess who's the points leader at this point in the show? Low. Low. Oh, I think it's, I think it's Michael. You're all wrong. It's a tie between James and Michael. And oh. due to some shady shenanigans behind the scenes, James is going to start with his 60 second argument, which begins now. Yeah, so I saw this story about these two guys that are on death row in Oklahoma, and they are set to get lethal injection, but they don't want to get lethal injection. They want to get the firing squad. They said they saw a guy get lethal injection, and it didn't work, and he went and took convulsions, and they said it looked like he died slow and painful, and it was kind of torturous, and they think a firing squad would be quicker and less painful, and so they're petitioning the court to let them die by the firing squad. And then that opens up the whole other Pandora's box where, like, whether or not you agree with the death penalty, if we are going to have it, isn't there a good argument to be made that the most humane way to put them down would be let them choose? And so what are you going to do? Are you going to let a dude bring in a guillotine if that's his preference? Because if that's what I'm going to, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to call in something really gruesome to make everyone go through the process. And I would say guillotine. So should the guys on death row be able to choose their own execution? This this is like a moral conundrum that was brought up in Oklahoma. I think it's fantastic. We were electric chair, guillotine, snake bite. There's all kinds of fun stuff. All right. Alex, there are no challenges. So what mm. scores are you giving everyone? Negative 20 to 20 for that argument. Well, anytime the death penalty comes up, it's a, a hard one to... Uh, to get in. So I'm not going to dock the other two for not jumping in. But I will give um, your, your, your answer. Um, kind of, it's, it's kind of gruesome when you think about it. Uh, Thank you. So Thank, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to say 10 points. And the other two debaters want to give them take no, away. Uh, no, we'll, 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 I'll give them zero. <laughs> okay. Michael, it's your turn for your 60-second argument, which begins right now. Michael, go. Well, uh, NFL playoffs start this weekend, and on Saturday night, the New England Patriots play the Buffalo Bills. Interesting game because it's going to be in nine-degree weather. 
Wind chill factor below single digits will be in the negatives, actually. And Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, revealed that he has bad blood flow in his feet. And on ESPN, a show called Get Up, oddly enough, a former NFL player named Bart, Bart Scott says that Josh Allen should take Viagra before the game to help with circulation. And people thought he was joking, but he was being serious about it. So that being said, I honestly believe that he should, that Josh Allen should take Viagra before the game for a variety of reasons. One, it may help with the, with the blood flow, but secondly, we'll know the potency because if it's negative five degrees wind chill out there and it's actually working and, you know, with those tight pants, we might actually see that it's working. We'll know how potent this drug really is. Uh, again, no challenges. Um <laughs> Alex, uh, what did you think of that argument, negative 20 to 20? Oh, God. I could, <laughs> I could just, the jokes write themselves. Uh, but I'll, I'll spare it because this is radio. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I'm giving you five points for that. <laughs> and for the other debaters, uh, Lowe and James, for taking a, taking a seat just, on this. For taking a knee on this one, I'm going to give them each 10 points. <laughs> it's a very hard topic. Oh, God. Uh, Lo, it's your turn for your 60-second argument that begins right now. All right, so uh, a, a recent story came out that an Instagram model got it on with Drake over the weekend and was trying to do a little a little sneaky situation where she was trying to impregnate herself with Drake's uh, with Drake's children and uh, Drake was one step ahead of her. He put hot sauce inside of the condom before she decided to, you know, put that inside of herself. Uh, so my stance is I think Drake should be the one suing the Instagram model for, you know, consensual sex but you know, unconsensual financial support, if you will. Yeah. Okay, first nope, nope, of all, nope, nope, I nope, nope. It's still, hey, nope, still Lowe's turn. She still has another oh. 15 seconds. Oh, well, that's really it. I think Drake should be the one suing the Instagram model instead of the Instagram model suing Drake. Mike, uh, your 30-second challenge. All right. Well, first of all, this is kind of like that whole situation at McDonald's back in the day where that coffee was spilled on that lady. The fact of the matter is, is that you, someone got hurt, and someone got hurt not knowing that they were going to get hurt. Is it wrong that she did what she did? Yes, it is wrong. But it's also wrong doing what he did because he could have damaged her for life. She might. What happens in the future if she's not able to have kids? First and foremost, also, Drake, I saw a picture of that girl. All right. He wasn't that attractive. Okay, he could do better. Hello, your 30-second rebuttal begins now. My thoughts exactly, Michael. He definitely can do better, and that's why he was using protection so he wouldn't have to procreate with somebody who thinks and looks like that. I think he is, you know, taking all of the steps that he needs to, to protect his his fortune and his livelihood and his family. And uh, I think more rappers should should do the, the hot sauce trick in the condom. Nice. <laughs> Challenge. All right, Alex, what scores are you giving negative 20 to 20? 
Oh man, the topics today. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Mm-hmm. Um, hot saucing a condom. I've never heard of that. That's a new one on me. Um. Okay. Let's break this down. Low. Uh, for bringing this up, uh, I'm 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 gonna give you. 12 points. Um, who challenged? It was Michael who challenged, and James did not. Michael who challenged. Okay. Michael, uh, for challenging, uh, I, I'm going to give you three points. Um, and, uh, and James, uh, for staying out of it, uh, I'm gonna give you uh, five point bump. Okay, and thank uh, you very much. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. And uh, Michael's getting a five point penalty just for the uh, logistics issue there. But who's gonna win? That's really the most important question. We're gonna find out next in the final fight. You want to stay tuned for that. This is Master Debaters from KTSa. From 550 KTSA and FM 1071, this is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Yeah, that argument, it ends right here, right now. It's a battle this week between Lowe, James Parker, and Michael Jimenez to convince our Judge Alex from Long Island, New York, that their argument is, in fact, the very best argument. But right now, it comes down to one final fight. Closing arguments. On Master Debaters. So this is where it all gets decided in a four-minute melee. I present a topic, and our three contestants will hash it out amongst themselves for a whole four minutes. No more, no less. Four minutes. At the sound of the final buzzer, our judge will give each combatant up to 100 points or can take away up to 100 points. The person with the fewest points get a 15-second head start, and then everyone else can join in the fight after a little bell has rung. So, do you guys want to guess who has the fewest points right now at this point in the show? It's me. Love. No, that would be me. <laughs> James, you have a guess? I guess it's Love. Jimenez. The correct answer is Michael Jimenez. So, oh. the topic. If you could be reincarnated into any animal, what animal would it be and why? Another way to think about it, what animal would you like to live as in your next life? It's a four-minute argument. Michael Jimenez gets a 15-second head start, which begins right now. Oh, I would easily want to be a sloth. I know people make fun of them because they're so slow, but they're lazy. They just hang out. They just eat, go to the bathroom. I'm sure because there's lots of them, they procreate, so they'll be doing that too. That's the perfect world. That's the world that I want to live in retirement, eating, sleeping, and hooking up with the missus. I would love to do that as a sloth. I'm sure my wife would want to do that as well. So a sloth, that's what I want to be. Yeah, I'm going to jump in, and I'm going to say it's a close tie between either like one of these rich people's dogs. If you go to like the nice neighborhoods, nicer than where we live, 
And the dogs, they eat better than we do. They have, like, butlers that clean up after them. They don't have to do their own laundry or pay rent or whatever. It's a really nice life. So it's either that or the eagle because I'm really interested in, in two things about the eagle. Number one is the flying, you know, which translates into traveling as well. You don't just have to stay in a small radius your entire life. But you spend your whole day, every day, just running around killing stuff. You know, hey, there's a little rat. Hey, there's a small, like, kitten. Hey, there's, like, maybe a, a baby human or something. You just grab it and kill it and eat it. And that's kind of a nice life. You just fly around. You get to travel. You're eating a lot of raw meat. And it uh, seems like a pretty good option, you know, if, if human's not available. So either a rich person's dog or an eagle. And I, I, don't, I don't think e either one of these guys can really argue with that. What beats that? I'm going with two, two – I'm stuck between two as well, James. Uh, both sea creatures. Uh, I'm going either a seahorse uh, for, the, for the sheer fact that the, the males are the ones that have to carry the, the children to full, uh, <laughs> full term and, and give birth to, to baby seahorses. The ladies don't actually have to do it in, in that particular species. Or, you know, one of the greatest apex predators of all time, the great white shark. I mean, everybody is getting out of your way. People are scared of you. Yeah. You can make anything, your, your lunch, dinner, breakfast, whatever it is. I mean, you're constantly moving and you're strong. You, you're, you're, you know, you're moving in your sleep even. Right. Like, and no, and I, I love the answer. I love the great white shark. The, the reason I stayed away completely from the sea is that if you are a sea creature, there's a 100% chance you're going to die by something else eating you. And so if you're an eagle, you have a chance to die by, I don't know, maybe you ran into like a closed patio door that you thought was open or, you know, there's some accidental deaths that could happen that are like quick and painless. But the thing about sea well, creatures is all of them are eaten alive. I mean, if, well, if an eagle flies too that, close to the ocean, that great white shark is jumping up and, and grabbing that as like a little, you know. Does that happen? Does that happen? My it might happen. Maybe. Well, the problem with maybe. being a dog, there's problems with being a dog, too, because their lives are only about 12 to 15 years. I mean, you can be a, a, a blue whale. You could be something like that, big and huge, and live forever. Turtles can live for a long, long time as well. So that's something to look at as well. Yeah, but if you're Quality the Quality of life. The, the, the reason I go against the dog and I lean more toward the eagle is if you're a rich person's dog, they're probably going to get you fixed. And I, I don't want I, – I like having <laughs> all my junk. I don't need to have, how, like, the bottom surgery. How long does sloths live, Michael? You know what? I have no idea how long they live, but they live slowly. They live very slowly, and because of that, it seems like a long time. And now, I don't know if I don't know if I'm trying to, you know. Twenty years, according to Google, sloth lifespan is twenty years. Not even old enough to drink, but man, it's twenty years. But they probably only move about six feet their entire lives. They're just sitting there, just. Doing absolutely nothing, and it doesn't that we want to be if we get reincarnated. We want to kill all day, every day. We no, want to be you, the you eagle wanna, that just runs around, kill, kill, you kill, want eat, adventure. kill, eat, you want to see, eat. you want to see the, the the wildlife and and you know make a mark for yourself in, in nature. Okay, Alex. Nothing wrong with being a, just a voyeur, <laughs> a, an animal voyeur. Oh, an animal voyeur. So Yeah, just, just sitting there, just kicking back and watching things go by. An interesting mix of animals. We had a sloth, yeah. an eagle, also a dog, a rich person's dog. That's the th very specific, a rich person's dog. Yeah. Or a great white shark or a seahorse. Alex, what scores 
do you want to give our debaters negative 100 to 100 for their selections and what they would be reincarnated as in their next life? Well, who, is, who picked the eagle? That's James. James picked the eagle. The eagle has a great, there's a great advantage to being an eagle. And that is, and you didn't, you didn't mention it, but I'll, I'll throw this out there. If someone kills you, it's a felony. Like, <laughs> even with people, you know, there's varying degrees. But you kill an eagle. That's an endangered species. Um, so there's pros and cons to that. Uh, I'm going to say for James, I'm going to give him 66 on, Alex. points. 66. 66 points for James. Okay. Right. Uh, now, and one other thing before we move on to the other debaters. Also with the Eagle, mm-hmm. another missed point. I mean, basically, it's like the symbols of like a bunch of countries. Like you're you're a god to people. Yeah, the Americans, yeah. the Mexicans, everybody loves me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You didn't bring it up though, but you know, it's there. So James, it's there. Yeah, James. The other two debaters. What score do you want to give them? All right. Um, low. I kind of like the great white shark idea. I mean, that's kind of like the only predator in the ocean that that doesn't get killed. Uh, I'm going to give her uh, 72 points. And, Michael, I'm going to give... Michael, I'm going to give 68. Eight points. Okay, well, let me do some math. It's also the very, very hard part of the show, figuring out who exactly our winner is. Okay. Well, after mere minutes of very heated discussions on by far the most controversial topics in our land right now, It is time to name this week's Master Debater. In third place, with 129 points, Michael Jimenez. In second place, with 149 points, James Parker. Which means this week's Master Debater, with 150 points... Low. Yes! <laughs> Low, you get to celebrate with 60 seconds of your own, which begins right now. 60 seconds of what? Whatever you I want. Wanna, I just want to say thank you to to our lovely judge from, from Long Island. Um, and because you're from Long Island and because I won, I'm going to go make myself a Long Island and, and, and celebrate that way. Um, and, and big shouts to James and Michael and, and Dennis. This was a very fun fun uh, show to be on. My first time being on the show and I win. Like, it doesn't get much better than that. Thank you, guys. I'm I'm very, very excited.
Yeah, I'm generally a little bitter. This is my fourth time to be on the show and my fourth time to lose. So oh. it must be nice. It must be nice to just show <laughs> up and win and walk off and have a good rest of your day and enjoy your weekend. But in the meantime, go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. I am very bitter right now. Uh, I'm a sore loser. When I see low, I'm just going to walk right by you. Yeah, it hurts, doesn't it? It hurts. I'll give you a nice little wink, Mike. (laughs) Well, that's it for this week's edition of Mash Debaters. Big thanks to our three debaters this week. Low from Energy 94.1, James Parker from the USA Radio Network, and Michael Jimenez from San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 AM and 94.5 FM. And a big thanks to our Judge Emeritus, Alex from Long Island, New York. Master Debaters is a production of XS Studios in KTSA San Antonio. You can learn more about Master Debaters online at KTSA.com slash Master Debaters. I'm Dennis Foldy. This has been Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. San Antonio's home for news and talk. On air, online, and on demand. 550 KTSA and FM 1071.